Our gospel lesson this morning is going to come from John's gospel once again. From John chapter 21, we're going to be reading verses 15 through 19 of John's gospel. John 21, verses 15 through 19. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you to where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After he said this to him, he said, follow me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. You know, for me, the kind of mistakes that are the worst are the mistakes that rupture relationships. These are the mistakes that really stick with me the most and are the ones that I, in my own life, most want to avoid. Um, we all make mistakes, don't we? we? We all do. Mistakes are part of life. Uh, you know, Jesus said, a prophet hath no honor in his hometown. And uh, of all the places I could ever serve, I probably don't want to ever serve Bogachita because they, they, they know my mistakes. Many of them participated in the mistakes with me. So I don't know how much credibility I would have in speaking the word of God to folks that could say, wait, Andy, don't, didn't you do this this one time? You know, thank you the Lord changes us. But, you know, I understand that. But to me, those mistakes we make, we rupture relationship, those are the ones that hurt the most. And, and I believe those mistakes that rupture relationships, they rarely are those mistakes on purpose. I think very few of us in our life set out to say, you know what? Today, by the end of this day, I'm going to end a, friend, I'm going to end a friendship. Yeah, by the time I finish this day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a relationship that means something to me and do everything I can to destroy that relationship. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think many of us think that way. So what happens is these relationships, these mistakes come at us quickly. And, and we don't realize what we said. We don't realize what we did. And then we look back a year or two or three and realize that we haven't spoken. I, I know the times in my life the last few years when I've made those mistakes, it's typically because uh, I tend to run a little hot. I don't know if you know that about me or not. I tend to not sit still well and tend to get myself in trouble with my mouth and by my inability to sit still. So you can, you can really guess this whole quarantine thing is just going great for me. I'm just loving this not being able to leave my house thing. My family's loving it as well. Uh, I think they're trying to push me out sometimes. Uh, I don't, and who can blame them? But sometimes I get so focused on a relationship 
I mean, on a, on a purpose, on a goal, on whatever. And I don't realize that I've shut folks out. Or I don't realize that I have, have made people feel like they don't matter. Or I, 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 just, I don't realize it. And it wasn't like I ever said, hey, I'm going to do everything in my power to hurt this person's feelings. Or I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure this person doesn't feel valuable. Or I'm going to do everything in my power to, to, to hurt someone. I, I don't think that way. But yeah, I look backwards and realize that uh, I've done that in times. We all have. We all have. One of the, the worst ruptures of relationship I ever had was completely unintentional. It was me and an individual that were very close friends. And some things happened, really not even to us, just circumstance happened. And we both felt like the other was mad at the other. So I thought, well, they're mad at me. And they thought, well, I was mad at them. And so we went years without speaking. Not intentional, not on purpose. It just kind of happened. Life happens. And there was a dear friendship, someone who I dearly love. wound up falling away from them and over no good reason. Over no good reason. Usually those relationships that rupture, those mistakes that rupture relationships are kind of like that. There's a... A commercial, I don't remember which company it's for, but the tagline is, life comes at you fast. And for our boy Peter in the text, life came at him pretty fast, didn't it? These last few weeks in this text. See it all? Peter was the leader, y'all. He was the one. Well, Holly and I were, and the kids were discussing this passage the other day, and, you know, he, Jesus calls him Simon, and, and, and we see in reference to Peter. You know, Jesus changed Peter's name. And in Scripture, when Jesus changes your name, that's, that's, that's significant. That says Jesus is changing who you are. When Jesus changed Peter's name at Caesarea Philippi, when he asked Peter, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, some say you're this, some say you're that. And Jesus said, paraphrasing, that's all fine and good, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, well, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, that's right. This is not revealed to you by man, but by my Father. And, and you're now Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. We see Jesus change his name and change who he is at that point. So he was the leader, y'all. He, he was it. He was the leader. And Jesus tells him, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Peter said, Lord, no, 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 I'm not. It's never, I'm never going to deny you. I would rather die than deny you. I, it's not going to happen. Lord said, you're going to do it. By the time the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. So he goes to the courtyard. What happens? Not once, not twice, three times. Hey, you're one of his, aren't you? Hey, you know him, don't you? Hey, you, you follow Jesus three times. Just like Jesus said, he denied him. And the scripture says that when the rooster crowed that time, he went and wept bitterly because he understood what he'd done. Peter didn't go to that courtyard saying, yeah, I'm going to deny Jesus. When this is all said and done, I'm going to deny my, my mentor, my Savior, my Lord. I'm going to deny him. No, Peter didn't intend to do that. That was one of those mistakes. That wasn't a plan. Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? And Peter failed. Failed bad. I didn't read the first part of this passage, but I want to read to you um, something that uh, happened earlier. 
This is in uh, chapter 21. We just read verses 15 through 19, but I want to read to you what um, Simon says. It's a small verse, but it's very significant. Verse 3 says, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got in the boat that night. They caught nothing. There's a lot of ways. What I love about this passage, and there's a lot of different ways we can read this and come to understand it better. It says here, we're very tempted to, to see Peter say this. Um, I'm going fishing. Well, after he had fallen, after he'd, he'd, he'd really messed up on, on Monday, Thursday, we're tempted to see him say, well, I'm going fishing, just saying, you know what, he's going to go back to what's comfortable, you know, going to go back to the old rut, going to go back to his feelings were hurt. He, um, he, he felt like he messed up. He was going to go back and do something that made him comfortable. You know, we all like comfort food, don't we? We all like things that make us feel comfortable. We all have an old broken pair of shorts, an old T-shirt or old socks or when you're in a bad mood, you all want a certain type of food or a certain type of ice cream. We all, we all have those things that just comfort us and make us feel better, don't we? Well, for Peter, that might have been fishing. Fishing was what he knew. Fishing was what he's good at. Fishing was what he did before Jesus called him. Fishing was what he did before Jesus called him. Something significant in the Gospels. You might not ever pay attention to it. But after the resurrection, the women are told to go tell my disciples and Peter that I've risen. You ever wonder why Peter was signaled out, singled out? Maybe it's for special attention. That's possible. But a lot of folks think, and I think there's something to this, that after he messed up, Peter began to pull back. Those mistakes you make that rupture relationships, they aren't intentional. A lot of times, what happens, you start pulling back, don't you? So Peter started pulling back. So the women were told to go tell the disciples and Peter. Because Peter might not have felt like he was one of the disciples anymore. Because he really messed up. So one of the ways to read this passage, and I, th as a passage, I think there's a lot to there. When Peter says, I'm going fishing, he wasn't going back just to something that made him feel comfortable. But he's going back to the old life. Because after that betrayal, how could Jesus possibly ever take him back? I mean, <laughs> it's one thing to mess up. We all mess up, don't we? It's another thing to betray your Lord. It's another thing to have three chances to stand up for Jesus. And each time, publicly deny him. Especially when you're the leader. Especially when you're the ones that folks look to. Especially when you're the public Christian. I think that's one thing that keeps us sometimes from um, sharing our faith, doesn't it? Or taking on a bigger role of leadership of the church. Well, what about the stuff I've done? 
What about the mistakes I've made or am making? I, I can, nobody can look to me as a leader. One of the godliest men I've ever met in my entire life used to always not want to teach a class because he felt like he'd done too many things wrong and he was unworthy of teaching. A lot of us bear the pain of that feeling of unworthiness. So I think when Peter said, I'm going back, I'm going fishing, he said, I'm going back. I'm going back. I tried this Jesus thing. I tried this church thing. I tried that religion thing. And maybe it worked for y'all, but it didn't work for me because I really messed up. And, and, I, and I, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to come back in because what I've, what I've done was too bad. There, there, there's no way. There, 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 there's no way. I'm, I'm not worthy. So Peter goes fishing. He goes back to the old. By the way, it looks like he's not any good at it anymore because it says he didn't catch anything. Remember, Peter was good. So he goes back to the old. Eventually, I didn't read all the text, but eventually Jesus appears to them and they come to the shore and Jesus and Peter go for a walk. And this, to me, is one of the most powerful scenes in all the Bible. Because, y'all, let's not paper over this. Two people betrayed Jesus on Good Friday. One was Judas. He gets all the attention. But Peter, three times, y'all, three times had the chance to stand up for Jesus, and three times he refused to. He denied him, not once, not twice, but three times. And that seared his soul because he knew that he failed. He failed. He failed. And now, we don't know that the other disciples wanted him out, but Peter felt out. Peter felt out. So they're walking. He's walking with his Lord. A lot, notice a lot of these uh, encounters with Jesus following the resurrection have to do with walking, don't they? And Jesus asked him. He asked him three questions, and each question is different. But he says, he says this, first question. He says, Peter... He actually says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? That's another interesting, another interesting passage because some people will say the more than these is the other disciples. You, you, you messed up, Peter. Yeah, you, you've blown it. You, fought, you failed. You've fallen. But do you still love me more than the rest of these do? Because you always have. You've always been in my inner circle. Do you love me more than these? And I think that's one good way to look at it. But I really like another interesting reading I read this week. Where another interesting way to, to look at it is this. Jesus is walking with Peter and says, Peter, do you love me more than these? The Greek can make us think as well that Jesus was talking about the boats and the fishing in the old way of life. Peter, do you love me more than the old ways? Peter, do you love me more than you're regretting your mistakes? Peter, do you love me more than the ways of the past? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. What does Jesus do? He says, okay, if you love me, if you love me, then follow these commands. Feed my lambs. Feeding means to take care of spiritually. Lambs means younger. Then he says, do you love me? 
tend my sheep. Or, 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 it actually can be interpreted shepherd my sheep. Look after my, look after my flock. Then feed my sheep. Each time Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Peter responds, yes. And Jesus gives him a task. Well, then do this. Well, then do this. Well, then do this. Why? Jesus is bringing him home. Jesus is restoring him. See, it isn't, because it isn't this. See, we read this and we see, like it says the text here. This is what, this is what I noticed as I read this this week. We see it three times he's asked and three times he has a chance to atone for his sins. Three times he denied Jesus. Three times Jesus asked asked him, do you love me? So for each failing that he did, for each fall, for each betrayal, Jesus gave him a chance for grace, a chance for restoration, a chance for hope. Jesus, Jesus gave grace to every broken spot. Jesus gave hope to every broken spot, gave restoration to every broken spot. That, that, that's right. He forgave him. But notice more than just forgiving him, he trusts him. Hey, trust him. If you love me, then feed my little ones. Be a mentor. Teach God. If you love me, tend my sheep. Take care of my flock. If you love me, feed all my sheep. I, for the longest time, I used to just really focus on the forgiveness here, that Jesus applied grace to each brokenness. But the older I get, the more I see it. It isn't just that Jesus forgave him, but Jesus restored him. Jesus trusted him. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. It's hard to trust, isn't it? I know it is for me. I don't trust well. I tend to, Holly accuses me all the time of trying to do everything too much. But the truest form of relationship, the truest depth of relationship, those who you trust. Let me ask you this. In this text, what had Peter done to earn Jesus' trust? Nothing. <laughs> you could argue he'd done stuff to lose his trust. But it isn't just that Jesus forgave him and restored him but he trusted him because he believed in him because he still was Peter. Jesus trusts you now. You may feel unworthy of trust. Your soul may been, have been doing loop-de-loops with fear and anxiety. You may feel unworthy of trust. You may feel unworthy of love. You may, I, don't, I don't know where you find yourself, but, 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 but dear friends, I want you to hear this. The same Savior who restored Peter, the same Savior who looked at the one who betrayed him 
and forgave him. It's the same Savior who restores us now, who loves us now, and who believes and trusts in us now. Because he's given us a task. He says, follow me. You only give folks you trust a task. If somebody's going to fail you, you're not going to give them a task. Well, Jesus told Peter, follow, do these things and follow me. The same way Jesus tells us, do these things, follow me. His grace is greater than your falling. His grace is greater than your insecurity. His grace is greater than your fear. His grace is greater than all of that. The Lord loves you. The Lord has forgiven you. The Lord has restored you. No matter what's happened. Because his grace is greater. He forgave Peter. He restored Peter. He called Peter. He trusted Peter. In the same way that he does for me and for you today. One of my favorite shows is a British show I've talked to you about, Doctor Who. There's a great scene in one of the recent series where um, the doctor was betrayed by one of his friends. And after he becomes aware of the betrayal, this friend asks him, says, what are we going to do now? The doctor actually does the thing that they wanted him to do. And they can't understand. He said, I betrayed you. And the doctor says, that's right. You betrayed me. You violated everything that I believe in. You took advantage of my friendship, of my trust. I, you disappointed me. That's how Peter must have felt. Why would you forgive me, Lord? Look at all that I've done. The doctor tells his friend, says, do you think I care for you so little? That your betrayal would change anything about how I feel about you? God's love for us is greater than any sin we've committed. And God's desire to use us is greater than any shame we ever feel. He loves you. He has called you. He has a mission for you right now in this moment. And friends, right now in this moment, the world needs us more now than ever. So come out of the dark, come into the light, and hear the voice of our Savior saying, follow me. Because right now, he has great things in store for us all. Let us pray.